this is episode number 36 with Truth Be Told podcast. I'm your host, Britt, and today we have a great one for you. I have my friend Rose Stein in the building today. How you doing today, lovely? Amazing. It's so good to be here. Good morning. Good morning. I haven't seen you in so long. I miss you guys. Me too. Yeah, I, I, miss, I miss the community. Um, <clears throat> I got on Ron the other day because Ron's been supposed to come on the show and he's just so all over the place he's he's just making things happen everybody's doing the thing like sean taught us so i'm just so excited to have you so again thank you yeah it's really good to be here it's good to connect with you and to see everybody and yeah i'm excited let's get yeah. into it yeah. <laughs> well today we are talking about this is a good one y'all this is my episode number 36 and we are talking about the book the alter ego with Todd Herman. Um, this wasn't one of my favorite books, but I thought because of what I talk about as far as healing the inner child, um, just bringing, you know, peace and awareness to each other, letting everyone know how important it is to heal so that you can go and do the thing and be confident. I thought that the also ego would just be a perfect book to just tag along a little bit on this Saturday morning. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. And, you know, it's one of those things that pretty much all successful people do, whether they're intentionally and consciously doing it or it's kind of a subconscious thing, which is really interesting if you just, um, if you kind of talk to people that are successful in whatever area you want to be successful in, they have to think beyond their present circumstances. They have to use their imagination and gather information from the world to begin to create it something more than what they've already experienced. You're so right. I mean, that that's true. A lot of people don't know that I was telling Sean. Now, even before we go into that, I'm a, I'm a pause because I have to talk about you. Rose Stein is in the building, y'all. When I first met Rose in book club, <laughs> when I first met you in book club, um, I instantly, I connected with a lot of you guys just through the camera, through our conversations. We were in a safe place. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. I have been following you. At first, I was on a different page because you know, I, if I see any of us doing anything, I'm like, oh, there's Rose. Oh, there's Kiara. Oh, there's Sean. You know, I'm always clicking, clicking, clicking. And so when I seen your um, entrepreneur training, gut training page, I was just like, whoa. Like, I didn't even, I didn't see that at first. And then I just realized, I was like, oh, my gosh. Rose is out here coaching. Rose is doing the thing. Like, she's definitely an entrepreneur. She's a mom. She's doing all of that, y'all. She's a coach. Definitely go in and tell us a little bit more about Rose today. Wow. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here because, you know, it really, this transformation for me personally, and I think this happens for a lot of people, we kind of are cruising through life and then there's like this dip, right, in life. And things get a little bit scary and a little bit confusing. You're not really sure what the next step to take is. And when I went into that dip was right when I met you mm -hmm. and that group. And it was so transformational. And it's so funny. Anyone who like remembers me from the first few classes, like I, I hid. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see my face. I had the big window behind me. Like I often had my camera off, you know, it was, it, it was scary and it was new and just meeting people and mm -hmm. 
through the, the course of really just like, and it talks about this in the alter ego effect as well, like being in, in an environment where it is safe and comfortable to be you and finding who you are and what your, your special gifts are to the world. And I heard people say that and I was like, yeah, that's nice for you. Right. I don't have that. <laughs> it sounds cliche. It sounds so cliche. So cliche, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't understand. My insides are not matching like out here. I don't understand mm -hmm. what you guys are talking about. Talking about passion and purpose and self-fulfillment. And like, what are you even talking about? This makes no sense to me. And through the course of, of that class and, and, you know, the loving tenderness of everyone kind of, you know, shedding a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more allowed my own essence to really come out. And I was like, oh, what makes me unique is my perspective and my story. Yeah, I have knowledge and wisdom and experience and I've gone to school and I've done all these things, but like really what makes me different from anybody else, what makes you different and unique is your own story. It's right. you, it's your perspective of life and the world and what you have to say and, and your voice. And that was really the coming to that I had. So yeah, I have a master's degree in health education, specializing in nutrition. I have a personal history of gaining and losing 50 pounds like six times. So I get the deep, you know, pissed off at my mom for not showing me how to eat right. Right. You know, like that kind of weird anger, like mad at society, angry at myself, frustrated with my relationship with body and food and coming to terms with that. I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist. Oh, wow. I did not know that, Rose. Yeah. I would love to sit with you. Tell me a little bit more about that. What What is that in detail? You know, it's really cool because most things, as you dive more into them, you realize that like whatever you think you know about it on the surface is not really what it's about, right? right. And so hypnosis is right. one of those things as well, where I was actually going to school to be an art therapist, getting mm -hmm. my master's in art therapy, because I just love art and that like expressiveness of drawing and painting and creating, and then the therapeutic aspect of that. Um, and I met my son's father's father, and he was like, oh, you're interested in the mind and helping people. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, let me show you something that actually works. Oh, wow. And he introduced me to hypnosis and hypnotherapy. And he let me sit in on a couple of sessions. He like, you know, showed me his business where he'd been doing it for 30 years and you know, told me what books to read and what classes to take and all of that kind of stuff. And I just, I fell in love. Like just being the practitioner, I began to have some healing on levels that I didn't really think was was accessible. Mm -hmm. And the thing about hypnosis, the way that I was trained, and I'm sure that there's other things, there's, um, it's not stage hypnosis. Right. right. I'm not out there to make people quack like a duck or, you know, <laughs> like this with a tutu. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I mean, that stuff is fun for effects, you know, but that's not really what, you know, how I was trained. The way that right. I was trained, that's why I say clinical hypnotherapy, because it is, it's, it's different. And like the bottom line is that, you know, and this is what my mentor told me. He's like, Rose, mm -hmm. we're not trying to get anyone into hypnosis. Your job is to help them get out of the hypnosis that they're already in. Ah, oh, wow. That's just like a bar in itself, Rose. That's I how I feel now. Like just everything. That's why I'm glad that you came on the show today, because 
just everything that you, you know, talk about, like you're talking about the hypnosis and everything that you have as a background in education and, and beyond education. Like you said, your story is your secret sauce and you're using your story right now as your secret sauce. And I love it because, like you said, all of us have our own unique story and that's what makes us us. You know, when we were little going into Alter Ego, it, it told us, like, you know, how when we were little, we wanted to be. Oh, I want to be a lawyer or I want to be a doctor or um, even stuff like I want to be an NFL player. I was one of those people. I had a big imagination, Rose. Like I always used to tell my mom I was going to be married and I was going to have kids. I'm going to have a white picket fence. I'm going to have three cars and a dog. I just looked at it like that. My husband's going to be a millionaire. All of this. I always wanted big money. Like I need money because I like nice stuff like and it's not even just about nice stuff just living just being comfortable and even just now you know with inflation I'm, I'm still like okay I still gotta get to that next point but I wanna enjoy where I'm at now too because I was telling my husband I said you know we're in the process of moving um we're actually moving I'm in North Carolina right now um I got to meet Megan a couple weeks ago, I told Megan, I said, Megan, I got to meet you before I move. Um, I'm moving from North Carolina to Texas. I'm excited. I'm nervous because I'm a country girl. You know, I'm country. Like, and this is home. And so it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm taking that leap and I'm just going and, and doing the thing. And so um, whenever I met her, I was just telling her, like, you guys are still my safe haven. Like, because what you said was so true. When you guys came into my life, I was I was in a dark place. Um, I was transitioning. I didn't know what was next. I was kind of in this spot, like, how the hell did I even get here? Um, going through the, the grief with my grandmother, still dealing with that, you know, but it's better. Like, I see, I see a light now, you know. I still have my time when, you know, I cry. And, and sometimes I just bust out crying rolls. And my husband, he looks at me like, oh, my gosh, he don't know how to deal with it sometimes. He really don't. He's just look, and, I, and I know that I'm working on that. But to talk about the alter ego, I said, gosh, like, let me take everything as far as with my story and, 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 and package that and, and be who I still wanted to be when I was young. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much what the alter ego, like, that's kind of how it got me intrigued because I was like, it, it brought me back to when I was little and I wanted to be, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was little. Um, but I, I, I don't want to be a lawyer now, but I still have that mouth of a lawyer. I'm like, I will debate you down. <laughs> doctors now i'm like i mean i know more than you do get out of right. here <laughs> and i'm really good because like especially with my daughter's doing her stuff you know i listen to them and i've been doing it for so long and so they don't know her her story or they don't know what's going on with her and they try to come in and tell me i mean i know they know what they're talking about but i'm like i know what i'm talking about too <laughs> Yeah. But when you were little, what 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 does the alter ego mean to you? And, and what did you want to be when when you were a little girl? Yeah, thanks for asking. So I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my son about this the other day. My son's twelve, and so he's looking into his future and he's deciding what he wants to be, which obviously is an NBA basketball player because <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> right? What other option is there? Right. <laughs> so. He's doing that. And I told him, I was like, well, you know, I, I always wanted to be a doctor. 
And you know what's really funny about that? He said, well, why didn't you do that then? We could have had a lot of money by now, Mom. Right, <laughs> right. And I said, honestly, I didn't think that I was smart enough. No. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at that time. Mm-hmm. And I just closed that door. Mm-hmm. I closed that door and I went off on a totally different tangent of my life, which is funny because now I have my master's in health education specializing in nutrition. And so I'm like, oh, which is one of those aspects that we all know doctors right. don't really know a lot about and no. they really need to know a lot about nutrition right. and they just don't. And so I'm like, wow, I guess I could have done it. Like looking back, like I could have done it. Mm-hmm. But the alter ego effect, it's really interesting because I didn't really understand this. We actually have a technique that we use in hypnosis where if you really want something, but you don't feel like you have the skill and you're not even really sure. I mean, yeah, there's skills that you can go and get in trainings and books and seminars and things like that. But if you don't even have the the mindset, the mind frame, like the, the willingness to imagine yourself in that position, like my son has no problem imagining himself seven feet tall and dunking over LeBron James. I love it. No problem. Like he's, he's there, dude. I mean, he's he's 12 and not even five feet, but he he can go there and he goes there very easily. And I'm like, so awesome. Right. One of the ways in which we can begin to build that muscle, because that's going to be important. So do you think, can I just like walk you through the technique? Yes. Yeah. This is your show. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So, you know, obviously, if you want to really have a session with me, you can feel free to reach out to me. But the basic idea is that you imagine somebody that has whatever the skill is. Now, let's just keep it super. Oh, let's just stick with basketball, I guess, because okay. that's you know, that, that's simple. But they have the skill of, of dunking over LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be, but somebody can do it <laughs> at least once, right? Right. So if you're like, man, like, I just can't even, I can't even imagine like being, being that person, but like, I really, I really, really want that. So what you would do is you would just kind of like, you know, take a couple deep breaths because we always have more ability to learn. Like we have this incredible mind, this gift that we've been given to think beyond our present circumstances and to create a life of our dreams. Now, is it always exactly what we had, you know, imagined? No, no. But if we are not even willing to go big, just like you're saying, like there's that, there's that saying, like shoot for the stars, be right. the moon, like awesome, <laughs> you know, just like, go for it. Don't let any anything get in your way. Like you have to imagine big, 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. So you watch the person that has that skill that you want. Maybe it's public speaking. Maybe it's being able to say no to cake at the birthday party. Maybe it's whatever, right? So you imagine that person just kind of like from a distance, like going through their day, displaying the skills that you would like to display. And then you do what's called a break state. And this is actually how the brain works. And so hypnosis is not some weird, airy, fairy, only some people can do it. People have studied the mind and the brain and the way that we change, the way that we grow, the way that we create. Like, it's actually pretty systematic, just like a computer, right? Like, you set a computer program in a certain way. You set a human program in a certain way. Right. I mean, if you sat there and you talk negatively to somebody for 20 minutes every single day, you think it's not going to have an effect on their life? A big effect. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite is also true. You take some time to speak positively to yourself or to other people, both. You know, for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes every day, you're going to notice the cumulative effect over time. So when I say break state, that means that you go and learn something and then you go away and you do something else. People who teach people how to study, it's the same thing. You don't just study for four hours straight. You will never retain the information. You have to do 30 minutes, step away for two, come back and do 30, step away for two. The brain needs some time to process information. So we break state, you either look around the room or you take a deep breath and then you go back into the imagination. And now you imagine that you are inside of that person's mind, Mm -hmm. right? So like you're now, they're going through the same day displaying the skill that you want to display, but now you're inside their mind. You just are open to like, what does it feel like in our body when they're doing this? Right. What are their thoughts? Because they're obviously different than mine. (laughs) That's, that's, That's crazy. What are they thinking? What are they feeling? What like what is their inner dialogue? What are yeah. other people saying to them? What are they focusing on? Mm-hmm. So is hypnosis like manifestation in a way? Absolutely. Uh, visualization, manifestation, positive thinking, affirmations. It's all in the same realm. Hypnosis is a little bit different because we're going into an altered state for a specific reason. So it's not just for relaxation. It's not just for rebooting the system. Like the process that I'm teaching you right now, watching a person from a distance, breaking state, then imagining that you are inside of their body and their mind. What are their thoughts? What is their clarity? What are they focusing on? What does it feel like? And then you break state. And then you go through the motions and you bring those new resources, those new thoughts, those new ideas into your own system into your own body and you imagine your own self going through the motions and doing what it is that you want to be doing. And it is like, you know how like sometimes you, you know you're on the right path, but like something just hasn't clicked. Yes. Like just some little missing piece. Yes. That technique right there. It's like, boom, all of a sudden the perfect puzzle piece comes in and you're like, I get it. So this you're is giving me the, butterflies. I'm oh, wow, it's so good. It's so good. This is what the alter ego is teaching us. It's just that particular technique of hypnosis. Like it's a step-by-step process to get you into actually taking on an alter ego and putting it on and like imagining it and like filling your body with it and, and being that confident person that can walk out onto stage and deliver an amazing two hour thing that changes people's lives or whatever it is that you want your, you know, superpower to be. That's you're talking about me. Um, just, I know you're talking about the audience. I know you're giving the audience, um, a, a visual of actually how hypnosis goes and how the stages go and breaks down. But those skills and those traits and those attributes, it sounds like you're getting them ready for the field of play. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talk about the field of play and the alter ego. That's what I exactly where my mind went to. I was like, oh, I remember us talking about that. And it's funny because God is in the building. I wrote stuff down, but every time I write down what I want to say, and I'm always like, especially people in our group, they're like, well, Brittany, send me this. Look, you don't need all of that. Like, you already know. I'm going to send you about four notes, 
especially y'all. Like, I'm going to sing you about four notes, and that's about it. Like, and we're going to talk about this book, and then it's going to flow. I don't, and, and that's what you're doing. Like, everything you're saying, because where I'm at in life, like, I always imagine, like, I, I want more. And, and, and what I'm trying to teach to my audience is that this is something that's real. You know, like, it's, it's not like, oh, we just get up and say our affirmations and we think positive and everything is going to be okay. No, it has to go a little deeper than that. So tell us a little bit more about what you're explaining. What is the, like, is, is that stage what you're saying, the field of play? Can you go and elaborate a little bit more of what the field of play is? For you? Yeah. So the field of play, I, I, I love this analogy too, because my son is so into sports. Like, I mean, I played soccer and baseball when I was a kid, but it wasn't really my thing. Mm-hmm. This guy is like any ball, any field, any day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's I love go. your son. <laughs> he gets it from you. That's you. I don't even know dad, but just knowing you, like just, that uh, it's in you, Rose. You don't take no shit now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's it is. It's really cool. I mean, when you think about it, it's like a field. Whatever game that you are in, it has structure. It has rules. It has boundaries. Right. We're not just going into the world like willy nilly. Let's just, you know, anything going. And I love that you brought God into the equation because God also gives us some really loving structure, yes. right? There's like rules of, of nature. There's rules of the universe. Like God has, well, it's not like rules, like, you know, to hold you down and to keep you stuck, but it's the rules of play, uh-huh. like the world, life, the mind, like you know, there, there, there isn't just anything and everything. Like you, you have to understand what the play is, what the dynamics are, how many players are going to be on the field. What's the point? What, what, what are we supposed to do here? Like, is it soccer? Are we going like, are we kicking the ball into the net? No hands. Is it right. ball? And we have a ball and you actually can't kick it. You gotta, you know, you gotta, whatever, whatever. Jesus, thank you. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Right. So like the field of play, it's the same thing with our lives. Like we do have some boundaries. There are some rules. There are some things to consider. And within that structure, then we really get to thrive and shine. Like once we know what the rules are, what the laws of the universe are, and you mentioned that a little bit about like, you know, the law of reciprocity, the law of, um, of, uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, not, not affirmations, but manifestation, manifestation. Thank you. You said that. So there are some, some rules and some laws. And once we begin to understand that, we begin to understand where we are in it, then it becomes fun. Mm-hmm. Then we can really hone our skill. Right. Then we really know what it is that we are doing and we can shine in the incredible way that we were meant to shine. So when I think about the, you know, the, the, the play and the game and, and it makes it fun when you know what game you're playing. Right. <laughs> makes me think about an adult game at the table and you're playing or just any game and, and you're playing with your kids and then, and then, you know, you get competitive and, then you're like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Like, what are we actually doing? I'm going to win. That's when, <laughs> that's what it makes me think of when you say that. <laughs> but when you think of everything we're talking about and as far as the alter ego, how do you feel for you and where you're at in your life 
the imposter syndrome comes into play? Oh, girl, it really does. It really does. You know, there's a saying and the saying is, and I found this very true, that the people who are speaking, right, like whatever we're out there, like saying the loudest Mm -hmm. is really the thing that we need to hear and learn ourselves the most. That's so true. That's true. And so what that means is for myself, who is a health coach and hypnotherapist, and I help women with their their body image and their relationship with food, and if they need and want to lose weight, and sometimes the weight isn't even really on their body, oftentimes the weight is really held in their mind with these negative thoughts. <laughs> it's held on their shoulders with taking care of everybody else and not themselves. And it's held on their heart with the past. We've been oh, you're going to make me cry because that feels, you know, I, that's what made me started like just looking inward, trying to figure out what was going on with me. Um, I've, I've never been like a like a big, big girl, but I know like I can I can put on weight just like anybody else and I can go up, down, up, down. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily the weights, like you said, that was bothering me. It was more so everything that I got going on, like. I've always told, and I tell my husband a lot now that we're married, you know, some of this has has got to come off of me um, because I can feel it. I can feel it if I don't, like, start shifting and, you know, throwing layers off of me and and, and um, delegating them to other people. Um, I'm going to crumble. And so I, that's when I started, like, that's when you guys came in and then that's when... I started taking more time for myself. I started walking and now I done started jogging. I've never jogged, Rose. Like, never. Like, <laughs> so I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, look at this girl out here. She is jogging. Like, I do not jog. And now, you know, I'm picking up my exercise routine. The food part for me is very hard. Um, I am watching what I eat, but if I want something, I want it. Like, I'm like, I'm not about to sit up here. Like, I've never been like that. My sister's more discipline when it comes to eating because she can like if she's trying to lose weight or she has a goal she's gonna stick to it me i'm about two weeks in rolls and if i see krispy creams and the light is on i'm going to krispy Kreme. <laughs> the light is on <laughs> i'm so serious welcome come on girl but yeah. with your with your training and, and and this new era that you're in, how do you deal with that? How do you you know show the the ladies and, and the people that you are in, not just inspiring but educating? Um, how do you let them deal with things that they're dealing with and they're, that's holding them down? Yeah, that's a really great question, and I think that it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. I'll give you kind of like a, an overview, kind of, you know, a little a, a step back, like basically. I mean, of course, it's going to be a little bit different from person to person, but not mm-hmm. too much. I mean, we're human beings. Right. So, you know, it reminds me of a client that I was working with and she had about five pounds to lose. And yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty quick. You know, she cleaned up her food, followed a couple of things that I said, like listened to the session. So like the stress was calming, calming down and mm-hmm. she lost the weight. We, had, we were having this conversation about donuts. That's funny that you bring that up. And she had the same thing. You know, she was like very protective of her donut eating, you know, and like, don't don't tell me, you know, what what to do. And I'm like, right. I get it. So, you know, and what I found is that the donut isn't really 
the issue. That's not even really what we're what we want. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really want, right? Right. Like I remember one time, I'm the guy who was training me. He was I was sitting in on a session, and the lady was talking about sweets and you know her relationship there and really wanting that to go because she was just like oh but she was struggling with it and he was like well tell me a little bit about your life and she didn't really have a lot a lot of joy in her life and he said well what if we made your life a little sweeter oh wow and she just started crying she like couldn't even imagine it like of course like how are you going to not eat donuts if you have no joy? Right? Like, there's nothing to to live for. I, mean, I know that you have plenty of joy. That that's not your issue. But like, what are we really looking for in the donut? So I was talking to her a little bit about the the donut. This was my client. The, you know, mm-hmm. the fresh version and that kind of stuff. And we got to the feeling of like that feeling of like, don't tell me what to do. Like the protectiveness of the donut. Right. The fence. Right. So the actual feeling. And I asked her, you know, to describe the feeling and. Oftentimes what people do is they'll start to describe it in like examples and metaphors and analogies and stories, right? Like, oh, it feels like a knife. And, you know, it feels like when someone's sitting on you and it's like, I'm like, I mean, I get that. But what we really want to do and what we do in my coaching and my hypnosis is we begin to separate like the mind from the body Mm -hmm. because it's very kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. And when we can have a little bit of space and a little bit of distance there, it allows us the opportunity for choice. So you can choose to have the donut or choose not to, but it's not that like that thing. Right. <laughs> it's just like, there's no control and you're like, but I, but I want it. So I don't care. Then you make excuses, but then your body's like drawn to it. And it's this whole like weird thing. Right. Got into like the actual feeling of it. And she described the sensation. That's what they mean by feeling. It's not the emotion and the story. It's like, well, it's kind of like twisted right here. It's moving this direction. It's this color. It's this shape. Like she described the feeling. And I asked her, when was the first time that she remembered ever having that feeling? Boom. And Moment she of impact. right there. And let me tell you, it had nothing to do with a donut. You, know? you are just describing the moment of impact. Like, that's pretty much what I got from what you're saying. And when I look at this book and I pretty much go into the alter ego and what the recognizing, I'm just going to read just a little bit. It's on page 66 and it says your moment of impact comes down to knowing what outcomes you're supposed to create on your field of play. What are the traits, capabilities, skills, attitudes, beliefs, and all the other bits that you need to succeed? Gosh, Rosie, just put all that in there. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> that was it. And as soon as she did the healing that needed to happen from that childhood experience, she then went, Oh, I could have the donut or not have the donut. It has no power over me. Right. Oh, my God. She was able to jump into her game of life totally free. Yes. That's awesome. Does it take a lot of sessions for the person or depends on the person when you're dealing with your clients to come out on that other side to, to recognize where they're at as far as with their field of play or even just where they're at in life? Yeah, that's a really great question. I I mean, sometimes it's like, you know, one or two sessions and it's just like, boom, exactly what they needed. Like sometimes people just like, no one ever gave them permission. Not that I need permission, I get it. But like for someone to just say like, you're fine. 
like literally sometimes that's all that people need all you need you know, and they go off i was i was telling um I don't I don't remember if it was Ray or Sean it was somebody that I talked to and I said that this type of training this type of education it might be simple to somebody like you but somebody like me when I first listened to you guys coming into this safe place I, like you said I was like Whoosh. Like what? Whatever. Like you know, <laughs> oh, riches and roses. Everything's gonna be okay, you know. But the more we got into different books and different topics, and Sean actually breaking down the mind, like I was like, oh wow. Like I'm really just going through the motions. I'm really just accepting what I'm thinking, thinking yeah. it's okay, um, not doing nothing about it want 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 like you know being a victim i couldn't stand that because for so long i was going through like a heartbreak and i just couldn't shake it i couldn't shake it rose and then i was just like i got to get the hell up out of this because this person ain't worth it i'm on to the next person but i'm still hurting from him you know so i was like this is not fair this is definitely not fair to him but because my husband loved me so much he stuck with me through it and just me to see it and come out on the other side is just amazing. All of this teaching that we're teaching is just so amazing. I want you to, if there's anything that you could say to the audience, you know, my my um, my avatar is the uh, younger me. So our younger self, if it's something that you could say to to young Rose, where she, where she's at right now, what what would you say to Rose today? Wow, I felt a little emotion as you said that. As I was thinking about my younger self, and of course it depends on what age I might say something different, but overall, oh, wow. It's okay to ask for help. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right, I think that that is probably the most intense thing and that just touched on exactly what you said. I thought that I had to figure it out on my own. I thought that all my thoughts were real. I thought that all my problems were either somebody else's fault or because I wasn't a good enough girl that I didn't know something or do something right. And so it was just this constant barrage. And, you know, when I found the most relief is when I asked for help, you know, I just was willing to say, I don't know. And can you help me? I love that. I love that. Thank you. I didn't mean to take you there, but I just thank you for your honesty. And um, thank you for forgiving young Rose, because that's what she needed. She needed to hear that. It's okay. <laughs> but I, I definitely want to, before I go with you today, I want to ask you some random questions. I like to like end on a, a happy, fun note. You know I'm silly, Rose. Okay. Um, but before I ask you those questions, please let the audience know where we can find you at on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Rose Stein Coaching on Instagram. I am RoseStein.com on the website. And that's probably the easiest. I mean, I'm on Facebook. Okay. Here, Rose Stein. Come be my friend. I yes. I'm definitely going to put, <laughs> put your information in the description. And when I post your information um, this Monday, everything's going to drop. Please come listen to Rose, guys. Um, and if you're new to my channel, Please subscribe to my channel. I'm new to podcasting as well. I'm still growing, still learning. Um, please like, share, subscribe. 
even get on, if you don't want to look at me, you could just listen to me on the road. I mean, you could always get on Apple Podcasts and just listen and leave me a review there. And if you don't like me, it's okay. You can change the channel. <laughs> oh, Here is the five questions. You ready? Yep. Okay, okay. What is something that goes up and down but doesn't move? Um, my mood? <laughs> it's stairs. Stairs. <laughs> okay, and what is something, what is the craziest thing you've ever done that you are willing to share? Okay, so when I was, I lived in Australia for a year. When I was there, I had a couple of friends come visit me, like amazing, right? And we, every day we did something different that one of us wanted to do. Well, one of the days we jumped out of an airplane. We paired what, what, uh, whatever it's called. We jumped yeah, out of there. I've never did it. <clears throat> so we jumped through a cloud and we were like, oh my God, we're Care Bears, we're Care Bears. And then one of the other people was like, all right, I know what I want to do. Let's go get matching tattoos. And we're like, Care Bear tattoos. <laughs> Rose, you got a Care Bear tattoo? <laughs> I have the heart. The story even gets better. You have one more minute. We walk into the, the I almost said the trailer park. We walked into the, the tattoo parlor right we were just hysterical we were just so high on just jumping out of there and we're like we're care bears we're we're gonna get the heart the care bear heart right on our butt all of us we're gonna do the heart yeah we walk in we're like have you seen the care bears and he just went okay you know the heart that they have on their butt and he's like we're like okay that's what we want so i went first so I'm laying there and he's doing the thing. He's doing the heart. We're all talking we're all tripping out, you know, la, 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 la. We get, I get up and I go to the mirror and I look at my butt. I have a tattoo now on my butt and it is not a care bear heart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a heart, but it is like a tattoo parlor trashy like looks like his handles on it like it's awful right and so all my friends we all looked at each other and we're like well i guess he has never seen the care bears and then my friend was like screw it i want the same one on my butt and we all i know that's right my friend ended up doing it too <laughs> so, so we all have the same awful heart on our butt i love that that's friendship that's real friendship i love that okay okay um what is your let's see what is your i'm saying it wrong but what is your bad kitchen habit like what is a bad kitchen habit for you a bad kitchen habit that's interesting i don't know if i have one because i'm pretty neurotic in my kitchen oh <laughs> i am like very detailed about, about uh, everything's got to be the same and clean um, okay i'll give you another one would you rather have a shot of tequila or a glass of wine girl i don't even drink oh my god okay that's, not, that's awesome have you ever did drugs <laughs> <laughs> i was told to take the fifth on that question I love publicly it, I love it, I love it. I love it. No matter what, there's no evidence. Okay, That's I'm right. too. There was no Instagram. So I, just I know my mom. She she's like, 
y'all just put every damn thing on social media. (laughs) She always says that. She's like, stop put. We didn't grow up in a time where we put all our business on social media. Stop doing shit. That drives her crazy. She's like, do not put all your business. And I'm really big. When I first got on social media, I was like that. But, you know, the older you get, I'm more like uh, that. I don't really put up what I want you unless I want you to see it. I'm very big about my privacy, you know, because people are crazy. (laughs) And the last one, what, this is a riddle. What is the first, what is something you break first before you use? You break it before you use it. I have no idea. An egg. (laughs) An egg. Jeez. Okay. I had to get y'all. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, guys. I am signing out with episode number 36, The Alter Ego with Rose Stein. You guys have a great 